Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast. We eat sandwiches and play games. Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast. A podcast for everyone's day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Taste of Dragons, the podcast, the video game podcast that all you lawyers listen to. This week, we're at the Animal Fair. It's a far cry from the Red Room. The news is wearing suits. Our topic is creatively disappointing. And our dragon this week is shrouded in mystery. It's streamer Michael Shroud Gashezik. And as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. Amanda. I'm Lewis. And I'm Joe. Hey, guys. So this is what, week four, week five? Well, I don't know, week 10, uh, year three? I don't know of what it is <laughs> going on with all this. <laughs> from, from what? I mean, uh, gosh. Us being separated. Oh. Uh, I have so the, many the, landmarks to choose from. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Separation, and they all feel that exact same amount of time. Is it been? So, are we, are is everyone as disappointed as I am that our podcast isn't called creatively disappointing? Oh man, that's oh, it's it's a really good title. It's great, right? <laughs> it's really title. Maybe it's a good name for a memoir, a post podcast memoir. Creatively Listen, disappointed. I don't need a podcast to be called my life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Both of those at the same time. <laughs> it's not your fault, Brian. It's in your programming. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is Wait, Brian, are you a robot? I haven't heard no. this before. Tell me, no, tell me about this robot thing. What is this? Nothing. Nothing's going not, on. We huh? watched Troy's memory last week. Sorry, I forgot to tell you. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> Dang it. We're going to have to do it again. <laughs> uh, but you guys been doing all right this week so far? Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. It's a good week. Yeah. We voted. Oh yeah, that's a thing that happened. In, that in is the Florida's. We found <laughs> found a way. We were we were doing the mail in voting stuff, but then we didn't start completing the uh, the ballot until it was too late to mail in because if we dropped in the mail, it would not get there in time. So uh-huh. we had to physically go and find the place to like drop it off, which essentially makes us the the post the post people <laughs> for our own. Our, we have our own private post service. It's us. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so we did the mail-in voting without the mail-in part. Right. So we just voted. So we just voted. <laughs> <laughs> That's very fair, very fair. So you guys did all your, your research and everything, made sure you got Yeah, it took a wanted. very long time. It was the worst. Yeah. It there is. was a lot Isn't of it? judges. Being con- being like publicly conscious was the worst. It was yeah, cool being responsible. To do- yeah. I mean, everybody should vote, but oh. Look, I was on board for like the the, the attorney general and like the sheriff, like the, the big supervisor ones. Supervisor of elections. But like the judge for like congressional court number 23 and a half. Like I don't I don't know. And some of the judges are like there were two of them. I was like I really like both of these judges. I think both of them are extremely qualified and um, it's going to be really difficult to choose. And then you go to the next section and there'd be like five people and I was like I don't like any of these people can I take the uh, the guy I'm just gonna, like draw arrows all over my ballot but this guy belongs here uh, and this lady goes over here uh, uh, and then this none of these just none of these <laughs> uh, my uh, the one that was hardest for me to, to, to figure out what to do for was the conductor of platform nine and three quarters it was just really <laughs> difficult to figure out who to have that responsibility it, you know it is a hot seat you know the incumbent conductor has just been there for so many years it's almost yes. a tyranny, you know. Yeah, it's, it's but ready. Like, some people just don't think ghosts should hold political office, and yeah, I, I don't yeah. have an opinion on the matter. But no, you know, they shouldn't. They had their chance. It's over. They it's did. Done. They did. They should really pass it on to the next generation. You can't make good decisions when you don't have to worry about, about your own mortality. What our economy was like <laughs> if all of our jobs were taken over by ghosts. <laughs> That is a prospect. That is a definite prospect. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, uh, how about we get into the games? Ghosts this are week? taking all my jobs. Sorry. Yeah, let's get into the games. What are you playing? And uh, this week, Lewis, would you like to start us off? Uh, yeah, I can give it a go. So, I mean, last week we talked about Red Dead, right? And this week I'm like, oh, I'm going to play a different game. I re-downloaded Death Stranding because I never beat it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to beat this game this week. And then I just kept playing Red Dead. <laughs> it, just, it, it, it happened and... No matter how many times I disconnect from the game, I go, well, I guess I'll just press X and reconnect. And <laughs> What do you do with the downtime? With the downtime? Because Red Dead Online, great, great Wild West simulator, uh, but is totally bugged when it comes to just uh, a very consistent online experience, which means you spend a lot of time reloading your game. And the load is long. Oh, it's, it's long. long. You know what, though? When I play online on my own... Um, disconnects every once in a while but not as much as it does when we all play together right right right, right. Fair, so yeah. I, I have long periods so, of i'm actually playing red dead online but do you tweet do you have like a mobile game that you play between games do you just stare at the percentage as it moves up on the screen <laughs> i like i don't know Listen, listen to music <laughs> or, or podcast maybe uh, maybe uh, 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 uh. I don't listen to many podcasts. <laughs> but he listens right. to at, at least, least one. One? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I listen to two podcasts. This one and right, my friend's podcast. Yeah. yeah. But so, yeah, there is a lot of loading. But that's what I was playing this week. And, oh, man, I had a role-playing experience that I've never had in a video game. Tell oh, us yeah. about it, Lewis. No. Oh. <laughs> I just meant no to that. Oh. I was really into it. <laughs> you, you sounded sarcastically into it. Oh, I was going for like Greece, like uh, like one of the, I, I, the girls. I, 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 got, I got the reference. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I got the, like, Tell us about it. <laughs> yeah, Stan. exactly. Yeah, I got oh. it. I got it. I'm really not poo-pooing my Greece <laughs> <laughs> references. So the experience was I was bounty hunting, and we've been bounty hunting re- recently, and. Um, I was on a bounty hunting mission and I was shooting a bunch of guys, shooting a posse, and then I captured the guy and I was on my way back and I passed these two uh, real players and then they started following me Uh-oh. into town. It- I went into town and then they like, I got off my horse, they got off their horse around me and then <laughs> that, I turned the guy in. That tension that you're talking about is one of my favorite things about the online thing because since there are real players, other yes. players in the real world that are inside your game, you never know if they're there to mess with you or just to mosey on. And that tension is oh, electrifying and horrifying. Sorry, go on. Wait, wait till you hear what they had what they had to say. <laughs> I wasn't on. I wasn't on mic, them. but they were on mic. That's right, and it's ambient talking, so it's like real world. If you get close to someone, yes, you can hear them. You can hear them. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. So I turned my guy in, came back outside. My horse was really dirty. I started cleaning my horse, and then they start talking, and they, okay. one of them is like, "Hey, was this the guy?" <gasps> oh. <laughs> and I couldn't say anything, so I was like, "What?" Are they talking you about? You were like, no, that's not him. <laughs> that's not him. He's over there. <laughs> I turned into Mickey Mouse in the game. <laughs> um, and the guy's like, yeah, I saw him running past like really fast on a horse. And they were talking about you. Yes. And they said, yeah, hey, man. So he's like, did you say the bullet like 
flew right past me and the other guy's like yeah th- this guy i i think he shot and a bullet whizzed right past your head <laughs> he said well it had to be him <laughs> you were the only one that was around man a bullet whizzed passes my head and then we see you just like bolt it at 90 miles per hour down the road and they're like what do you think we should do <laughs> Is and- should let him go is this like a, like a play unfolding in front Dude, of Dude, it was. I was like, "What is?" I'm just like brushing my heart. Just minding my own business. And, and, and they're like, "Hey, do you have a mic, man?" And I couldn't respond. Why? Why couldn't you respond? I didn't have my mic. I didn't oh, plug oh, it in. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I just didn't. I don't wear my mic when I play because I don't want to talk to a bunch of randoms. Sure, sure. Um, Especially dressed as a lady, you don't want to talk to randoms. That gets weird. Um, <laughs> and they're like, I don't know, man. What should we do? And the other guy just goes, mm, I don't know. And then the main guy says, Well, we did see that he just turned into bounty, so he was probably just <laughs> shooting some other guys and not this trying to shoot us. Yeah, probably. Okay, you know what? I think I think we'll let him go. But <laughs> if she pulls out a gun, she's dead. Oh, and then I just look at them, nod my head, get on the horse, and ride away. And what I wanted to do was get on the horse, like tr- like trot a little bit yeah, away, yeah. take out dynamite, and throw it at them. <laughs> I wanted to. But I did not. <laughs> I did not. Oh my gosh! I would have done it, and then I would have logged out. <laughs> <laughs> Throw the dynamite immediately. Log out. <laughs> the most heroic uh, thing you can do. <laughs> yeah, it's the only realistic thing that could. I love that they just spent like five minutes Dude, talking about what to do with so the possibility that you might have shot at them. Surreal, man. <laughs> I was like. Usually, if you and I have like this role play moment, like when you and I were playing the other night, uh, somebody ran into me, right? Yeah. And, and then we were already in a role play of being like outlaws. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you ran into me. There's only one response. Pow, 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 pow. <laughs> we just like w- went right to it. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I kind of love that, that whoever you, who those, those two people were had played the game long enough that it's more than just shooting. It's like, no, let's, let's actually talk this one out. Actually, Let's yeah, talk this out where they can that. hear us. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, that too. One thing that they also said was, I, I don't know, man, we don't take kindly to people just shooting at us. And I was like, what is happening? Dude? I just, I didn't even see you guys. So what you're saying is that you want to role play more in uh, Red Dead Online? I'm uh, not saying uh, I want to do that. Uh, I'm saying I had a moment of someone doing that like, towards me. I'm here, partner. Let's do it. <laughs> Tell me about it, Lewis. Come on. Troy's into role-playing. Come on in. (laughs) He's ready, partner. No, Brian. No. We support all lifestyles, regardless of what your preferences are. If I were to role-play, I would, because now I'm trying to get the belt buckle for, like, the max, like, bad honor. Yeah. So I would uh-huh. just be murdering all the time, and you would hear me cackling evilly as I yeah. murder town. Yeah. Lewis, Lewis, that's how you play now. Yeah. No, I play <laughs> casually shooting people on the road. Which is objectively it's, worse. It's, it's scarier. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's scarier it's the, because you're nonchalant yeah. about your, your mass murder. It's the casual part that's alarming, bud. <laughs> oh, oh, like, did you guys see the screenshot I sent you? Yes, yes. it's just for, you yeah. in for, front of... For those oh. listening, I sent a screenshot of my character just like posing, actually kindly, just like holding their hands and behind her... Right? It looked good. 
And behind her are like two bodies, like kind of beautifully positioned with like a single arrow in both of them. And you could see it. It's fantastic. Huh. The, awesome. the idea that you describe two dead bodies as beautifully positioned uh, has been a worry, but, uh, but yeah, Amanda, I'm you, not judging you. You didn't play Ghost of Tsushima. I was about you don't to understand say. how beautiful bodies can lay down. I was about to say, you. Joe can attest. All of, all of Ghost of Tsushima is beautiful. Red Dead, while beautiful, is not like. A moving that way, <laughs> they just look like dead bodies. Yeah, I've, I've seen this picture. It's very realistic. <laughs> and then, um, uh, Mandy, you also played Red Dead this week, right? I did, and we had a we had, I, I I've talked about Red Dead before, so I'm not gonna get too too far into it. But we did have one really beautiful moment, uh, which was kind of like a mystery. Is we got mm-hmm. into town and we were doing bounties, and uh, as we got there, there was a man chasing an alligator down the street, and there are not <laughs> alligators in town, so he was trying to lasso this, this alligator. Is, this is the right? big city. So we go to do a bounty mission, and when we come back, we find that he, this 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 genius of a man had lassoed this alligator and, and it was dragged just, it all yeah. the way into the saloon like <laughs> so. multiple times even before the saloon we just saw this random person dragging an alligator <laughs> and didn't think too much about it i thought i went up to it thought maybe i could get a sample because it was it was asleep so i was like i'll get a free mm-hmm. sample couldn't get a sample he was just dragging it we, we go around the block he's still dragging it it wasn't until yeah maybe a good like 10 minutes later that we come back just to find an alligator in the saloon but, but the- <laughs> The, the good moment isn't like us watching him set it up. The good moment is that someone went to Saint Denis and they walked into the saloon <laughs> and they were instantly attacked by an alligator. And I'm sad that I didn't get to see that. Yeah. Just someone being like, "What did the d- developers do? Why would they spawn an alligator in here?" And they would never know that it was it was this genius mastermind. Like, I should have oh, looked rock at his star. name. <laughs> oh, Rockstar and your janky game just bugging out on us again. Yeah, they're still bugging out with alligators and saloons. And I remember that. I didn't see it, but my favorite part was hearing, I think it was the guy that did it. He's like, guys, be careful. There's an alligator in the saloon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he walks out like, whoa, how'd that happen? Oh, <laughs> I want to do that now. We That's should do, really, we should really find funny. how many figure out how many live animals we can put, <laughs> put into places. Oh my god! Like get a deer, get a panther, a deer, and, and one of those turtles. Oh, oh the turtles would be good because it would take a really long time to leave. Oh my god, that is my mission now. Oh my god, you just opened up a new meta for the game. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's pretty great. So, uh, so both of your games was Red Dead Online this week. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yes. Nicely done. All right, uh, and then I'll go next this week. Uh, this week I played Spirit Fairer, which is a new, new release. release. Yep, just came out on Tuesday, I believe. Originally, I was looking at it on Steam, and I'm like, you know, this is a very colorful game. It's a very uh, hand-drawn looking aspect. Um, it it kind of looks, frankly, like a game Troy would play. You know, that's what I was thinking in my mind. So I was like, you know what? Did it make you cry? It, not yet. I think it will, though. All right. Well, <laughs> then the jury's out. <laughs> yeah. We'll so, so I'm looking at it. I was like, you know what? Maybe I won't play it. You know, maybe I'll just let Troy know about it. And then I log into PC Game Pass on uh, on my Windows device, and I saw that it was put on there. And I was like, well, this is free, technically. I'm going to play it. <laughs> and so I load it up. And what the game is about is uh, you are a person new to the underworld. And, <laughs> I'm and so <laughs> so uh, uh, Kyron comes up and is like, "Hey, what's what's going on, man? Um, 
I see you are going to be the new uh, spirit fairer. Uh, today's my last day, so uh, you're going to be taking over for me. And uh, you need to find a boat because I'm taking mine. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know you need to you know you need to find a boat and you need to start uh, transporting people across the underworld. You know that's that's your job now. Uh, so uh, good luck with that, uh, deuces, and like like goes ahead and rows his way away. So so you come to find uh, an old friend that you knew while you were living. Um, this person is just kind of, they're, they're kind of all wearing like, like same type of robes ish. And so you come up to them like, Oh, Hey, I remember you. Um, you're, um, I, I don't remember names cause I'm terrible with them. I'm so good at this. And <laughs> Hey, you're this person. Um, uh, you, you know, how's it, you know, how's it going? It's nice to see you again. So you guys get to chatting and you're like, well, you know, I'm the new spirit fair. I have these. Oh, and you're also there with your cat, by the way. You're also there with your pet cat. Uh, <laughs> Good to know. This game is everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, so you guys have glowing balls of, of orbs or glowing, yeah, glowing balls of orbs. That's the same damn thing. You have these glowing <laughs> orbs <laughs> that can pretty much become anything. So that's what symbolizes you as being the spirit fair. And so both you and your cat have one. And so, and she's like, oh, wait, you're the new spirit fair. Um, I found a boat a while ago because I've been hiding out on this island. Um, and I think you can, I haven't been able to use it, but I think with your powers, you can. So you go over to the boat and turns out, obviously you can. And, um, and so, but once your friend walks onto the boat, she becomes an animal because you, through your mystical powers, um, brings that out of her. Also known as, you know, her spirit animal. Is what she oh, becomes. Okay. Uh, so, so she turns into like a, a a giant deer, or not a giant deer, but like deer god, a deer, yeah, a deer <laughs> god, yeah, right. Um, and so, so like, oh, this is pretty interesting. And so, your job, or the, really the basis of the game, is you're managing your boat to to be uh, to be fun, not fun, but to to. To, is it a party be, boat? <laughs> no, it's not a party boat. It's gonna be fun. No, no. no. Uh, here, hey, spirit lady, you want to get, get some drinks later? It's gonna be fun. <laughs> hey, everybody's invited. Come on down. You're trying to make these people comfortable while you travel them across the the underworld to to the other side, pretty much. So, so not a booze cruise. Not a booze cruise. I mean, it I'm might out. turn into one. I'm but out. You know. <laughs> the, the art in the game is supposed to be really beautiful. Oh, it's, it's very, really nice. it is very well done. It is all, it looks hand drawn, and I would not, it would not surprise me if it was. Um, it looks all just beautifully animated, beautifully hand drawn. Um, you, as you go throughout, you unlock new abilities, uh, and you, you unlock new abilities through making the people uh, that you're traveling with happy. So as you make them happy, and you do their tasks or their requests. They give you these orbs or obels, I think is what they're called. And using those <laughs> obels, globes, you got all yeah. sorts of names for round <laughs> cylinder, 3D yeah, objects. Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, using those, though, is how you upgrade your skills. So the first skill you learn is to double jump. The next one is you learn how to glide. Um, and you acquire more skills uh, as you go along. Is it a jumpy game? <laughs> like, it's, it's like an every. I don't, like, I don't is it a really choicey know. game? I'm still not. It's, it's, it's gathering. much more of like a like kind of a management sim, but it isn't because okay. you're also making these people happy, and you're just going around. It's kind of like an exploration game as well. Uh, you upgrade your boat to be able to like plow through ice that you can't get through in order to get to new islands. Um, it's hmm. really kind okay. of strange. Uh, I yeah, really I, I, I have a strange feeling. It. Yeah, oh, right, right. 
they advertise the game as being about like themes of like letting go because um uh, you're you're, like you're spiriting their spirits away and i think once they reach the other side they're gone from the game so you can like pal around with them and they're with you but then you have to say goodbye at a certain point and that was kind of the theme of the game is like oh so it's it's more like like a taxi cab confessional i get it now (laughs) those did bring me to tears many times Oh yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so far, all the people that I have encountered so far has been—I think with the, exception, with the exception of one—all the people I've encountered so far are people that I've known. So like, I've known—it's like my best friend was the very first person I saw. The next person I saw yep. was my aunt, and then I saw my—I think my uncle, and then I think my another one was like my grandmother or something like that. So the first people I've seen so far is that, and I think I've—I've I've, I've encountered one person who I don't know so far. Aren't you so, like a fox creature? Uh, no, you yourself are a are just a person. You're just a normal, normalish person. Uh, okay. The person that you're that you know, the first person that you meet, your best friend, she turns into like a deer. She can kind of look like a fox as well. Um, and then your cat kind of looks foxish as well. Okay. Um, but it's it's I feel really, really as cute. if somebody at Studio Ghibli dropped the script and then someone <laughs> randomly picked it up and said, I'm going to do something with this. Yeah, and now this game exists, and I'm yeah. for it. Yeah, it's a very fun game. Uh, like I said, I didn't know what to expect from it. Uh, just from first initial looks, I was just gonna, you know, say, "Hey, Troy, you should get this." Uh, but now that I'm playing it, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. <laughs> uh, go uh, what it. is it? Do you know what, what all it's out on? Um, I believe right now it's out on Switch. Um, okay. It's out on PC, um, and it might be out okay. on PS4. I'm not 100. I'll check. Sure if not, I, I got yeah, the Switch. I can check it out there. I would like to play that. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to check it out. No, Lewis, you can't play it. All this right. is my and Brian. This is me and Brian's Fine. game. We're Fine. gonna bond over this. You go back to your murder spree. Fine, <laughs> I Red will. Dead. We're here about beauty. We're have to take care of all the lives that you have <laughs> destroyed in Red Dead. It's our job to ferry them over. Thanks. Welcome to how Joe and I feel at every podcast. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, Brian, how many sandwiches would you give it out of five? Oh, there so we go. Far, actually, you know what? I would probably give it a three point five. Um, Ooh, like a good yeah, nice. like in a, a good meaty sandwich too like it's it looks like it's got a lot to it and it's just very whimsical like i'm, I'm enjoying like, it a lot i feel like it's got to be presented well too it's well plated oh yes yes absolutely absolutely gordon ramsay has definitely put his touch on this <laughs> you know? yeah, that's a good rating especially since you haven't finished the game right oh yeah well, no, no no i'm only maybe rating, like yeah i'm only like six his, eight hours in his experience so far yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Correct, correct. Uh, I'm looking forward to finishing, or not, not finishing, but just playing more of this game. It's, it's beautiful. Uh, awesome. So, yeah, that's my game. Spirit Fairer. Man. <laughs> uh, and how about you, Joe? What did you play this week? I played Animal Crossing. I love that game. And, Ooh. I yeah, I it's as everyone knows, it is a soul stealer, the social simulator that never stops giving. <laughs> so I, I, I was very lucky this week. I had a villager who I don't really love that much give me one of the final. I only need two emotions. I, I now only need one. So this, this villager, she ran up to me midweek, and I was so excited. Her name is Matilda. She's a kangaroo. She's got a little Joey okay. in her pouch. She ate sandwiches. I, I, I chose her unwisely. <laughs> I was I was about to ask who the villager was. So you don't like Matilda because they eat sandwiches? That's like our no. Shtick. I chose Does her she because she had a sandwiches? sandwich. No, oh. she's just kind of mean. Oh, she's <laughs> I have her in my town. She's awesome. Yeah, I, I, she's kind of mean. I don't like her very much. She has. She's very. Uh, very attitude filled and she feels like she should tell me how I'm dressed every day and maybe I don't want that kind of thing okay yeah, you don't need that negativity don't need during that. quarantine does, right. does the, the, the Joey uh, talk 
No, it's yeah. just really cute. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I got, yeah, right. I guess, yeah, it, the Joey is adorable. Like, I, I, I again, she, held a, she had a sandwich. She was in my campsite. It seemed like the right thing to do. It wasn't. And here we are. <laughs> However, I will say after, I don't even know. I think she's been here since like the third or fourth week of the game for me. After, after since then, I have done nothing but not really talk to her unless she runs over to me. Today, uh, this week, she gave me one of the final emotions that I needed, and I was beyond excited that she didn't ask to move out yet. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got one of the emotes. This is the best thing ever. I only need one now. So she asked to move out a couple days afterwards, and I was like, yeah, go on. I don't want your picture. I'm never going to put that on display. You gave me an emotion I needed. Thank you. Goodbye. So she's moving out. Everybody in town's sad. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Bye, lady. Mm-hmm. Have a good time. I hope you find some place that makes you happy, you fashion jerk face. And um, <laughs> so I, I go villager hunting today. I have gone to about 15 different islands, and I've said no to everybody. I ran into a bunch of people's like favorite ones. And all I want is the squirrel named Static. Oh. I have never seen oh Static gosh. in the game. Is that one of the superheroes? No. no, he is a oh. purple squirrel. With a lightning bolt from his forehead all the way down to his tail. Oh, su- super villain! It sounds like. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Static is my favorite character in all of the games. The reason I like Marshall is because he's Static's personality, just not Static. Okay. So like, I love this character. I had him in my very first, t- the very first island I ever had in my GameCube. He was my favorite character. So I have always looked for him, and he was always the one I was hoping for whenever I went villager hunting. And I was like, this is today might be the day. I've literally never seen him ever on anyone's islands. We're in a couple of Animal Crossing groups. No one's ever right. shown him. No one's ever shown him even on an island that they went to. Does he so, even exist? Is right, he in this so, game? Uh, he is in the game. He he he's in the book, so he's definitely in the game. So yeah. I was like, you know what? Maybe today is the day, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go buck wild, and I'm just gonna keep going till I get the one I want. And you're going on the the islands, like yes. the plain islands, uh, deserted yes. ones. Okay. I have like a hundred Nook Miles tickets because that's the only thing I buy with Nook Miles at this point. So like you know, I'm I'm like whatever. I got a ton of them. I'm just gonna keep going. That's what's gonna happen today. This is my this is my day. After doing some adulting, I did in the morning. I went to about fifteen different islands in the morning. I did some adulting in the midday. Came home, gave the dog a bath. You know the fun stuff. And then I decided I was going to start going up again, and I, I looked at one of the Animal Crossing groups I'm in, and one of my friends, he's also animal hunting today. He's on villager hunt. I'm oh. like, this is great. We're both doing it at the same time. This is wonderful. Maybe he'll get a whole bunch of people, and I'll get to see who he gets. And, then, and you know what? I'm going to post it later. I take a picture of every single person I saw. I'm going to post a big thing later on. Look at all the villagers I saw today. Because I say no to people like that everybody else likes, apparently, all the time. <laughs> sure. Then this this dude. Man, that's a bad word, his, bad word. Oh, I am so angry. He's like six or seven in, and he hits static. <laughs> <laughs> and this <laughs> said no to him. <gasps> Wait, what did he do? I lost Turned my damn mind. <laughs> he, I, so my friends pop on there like, oh, that's like one of Joe's dream characters she wants. And, I, and so then I get on there and like, how could you say no to that grouchy, beautiful, sweet boy? What is wrong with you? He is the best. And I'm, I'm, I'm all capital letters. <laughs> I am. I am yelling at my friend. How could you do this? Why would you say no to him? He's perfect. <laughs> so my friend, my friend laughed, and I sent back. You know, I sent some more. Like I can't believe you said no to this. So I, with the very next character I got, I was like, I'm done villager hunting. There's no way I'm going to see him today. He's yeah. like a once in like a what is this five month span? I'm never going to see him again. <laughs> this is the sad story of Animal Crossing this Damn. week. It was Brutal. hurtful. 
this game is mean and I'm sad. But I ended up yeah. with Marina, who I've said and no to. I can't even count how many times. Yeah. And if, <laughs> if you were listening to the story thinking that maybe at the end of this, she would get static. You no, do not know Animal no. Crossing. No, <laughs> you do not. But I got to see him today. So at least I know he's yeah. there. Yeah. You got it, the it tease. Maybe one in a million, but that's all right. I'll st- I'll villager hunt another two weeks. So that's you're saying fine. there's a chance. <laughs> Someday, when I least expect it, he may show up at my. Ta- my you know what? One of the worst things is speaking of worst things ever. I had two stupid toads at my campsite in the last week. One <laughs> dumb bad word named Tad, and yeah. then like, and then some small idiot frog. Today, I don't even remember his name, but whatever it was, it was like Tattle or Toady or whatever. Both of those bad words, stupid toads, it's a, it were was, in it was, islands. It was oh, we, need to, we need to get you to talk about Animal Crossing uncensored. We need to just like get like Joe's corner set up and just let you just just riff and just let all of this anger <laughs> out. I want I want to hear all the bad words, Joe. I want to hear all the I bad do. words. It's just the, the contrast be between this cute game and then all of these bad words. I want to hear it. Oh, all the bad words. I was so mad. No, I, I'm trying to be good because we have some friends that are streaming and whatnot, and I'm trying to be better about the terminology I use when talking about very adorable, cute animal characters. Because uh, like right, sometimes, sometimes people don't understand that I'm just kidding around. It, it, the F word is just an adjective for me. It's not like I really hate that thing, but right, right, right. People who don't know me may not know but, any better. So. But you make a good point. What was the kangaroo's name again? Matilda. Yeah, Matilda. Like the way you are to Matilda is how maybe someone else is, or the way you are to Static is maybe how someone else is to Matilda. So right. you going off on on certain characters, yeah, it, right? it could go bad. But that's yeah, why I want to watch it all the more. <laughs> these, these are people's faves. Sometimes I doubt Matilda is. She's awful. But maybe. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's cold. It's cold over here in Katsusando. All right, so that was uh, that was your game, Joe. Disappointment. I mean, uh, Animal Crossing. Yep. <laughs> the crossing of disappointment. And then that leads us to uh, to Troy. What did you play this week, sir? <laughs> That's me. I played Far Cry Five, the 2018 first-person shooter open-world action exploration game. What? What? Oh my gosh. Yes, Far Cry 5. Um, I got this game a couple of years ago. I played all the Far Cries, and I started this a couple of years ago, and I was just, I had that overworld, uh, open world burnout happening at that time. I just, yeah. I, I think it was probably around the time that Red Dad came out and all that, or, or something, or Assassin's Creed, and I was just like, I just, I just can't, the both, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I can't do it. I please, can't, not right now. Please close up my world. Yes, just, close just it up. give me a closed world, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I always meant to go back to it, and I even tried once, it just, just didn't work, but We've been doing a lot of fun open world games. Ghost of Tsushima really got that bug back in it for me. And so did um, uh, Red Dead Online as we've been playing it. So I was like, now's the time. I want to start this game. I also can't afford any new games. So (laughs) 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 let's bust out the backlog. Um, The premise to this game is hilarious. It takes place in Montana in a place called Hope County. Uh, all, All centered around someone named Joseph Seed and his family. And they pretty much lead a, a group who believe in them. As Manny put it on our stream last uh, last week, if if 40 people have one dad, that is a cult. <laughs> and that, that, yes. is, that is a yes. good science to, to kind of hold on to. Yeah, you got to want, like, if you're ever in a place and, 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 and 40 people are calling one guy father, yeah. then just leave. Just, 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 you know, don't make a big deal out of it. Just, <laughs> don't make a big that's deal out of it. That's a sign. Just... Just it's like, like come oh, with an excuse. Oh, oh, oh that's your dad? Oh, that's your dad. And that's your dad? That's your dad? That's your dad? That's your dad. I gotta go. 
Uh, so uh, I really dig the premise of it, of the fact that it's in America, because the, pre- the previous Far Cries have been in uh, different countries, islands and whatnot, uh, that it's kind of cool to have some place that I've, I've been to. Me and, me and uh, Amanda have been to Montana before, so it's, it's, it's kind of cool to play someplace that you've been. And it's a good implication that like, even America also has uh, depressive places with uh, right. like regimes yeah. and, and yeah. violence. It could happen, yeah. Just it could implying happen that it only happens other places. Yeah, that, so it's not just like foreigners <laughs> have yeah. problems. Yeah. It's like, no, we have problems here as well. Uh, so pretty much this cult like locks down this area and pretty much makes their own country and uh, everyone, it, it, it's pretty much just to the wind. Uh, help isn't coming and you get stranded there and it's kind of your job to help kind of liberate the people that are also trapped in this in this land. So that's all great and all, but here's where the game has fallen apart for me. And yes, I'm going negative. It doesn't happen very often, y'all, but what? it's happening right now. It's, it's happening rare. right now. <laughs> uh, I can say without a shadow of a doubt that this game is just too much. It's too much. <laughs> I wanted that open world, and it's just like, what else do you want? You want the world? You want the universe? How about the creation of? of I, well, I don't know what's bigger than the universe, man. You, I don't know. That's it. That's that's it. it. You, it's you as big as you it. get. That's, it. that's done. <laughs> the 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 real universe. There it is. What? <laughs> the universe of this universe is inside the turtle. <laughs> the turtle. Thank you. There Aww. it is. There it is. Um. So what I mean by that is like. It, it, in Ghost of Tsushima, you'd be just riding on your horse someplace, and maybe there's someone who needs help on the road. You help them out, you save them, they say thank you, maybe they tell you about something on the map, you get on your horse, you ride in away. That doesn't happen in this game. <laughs> if I'm riding down the road in my car, and I see someone who's tied up, I can untie them, uh, you know, save them, untie them, and then they, maybe they'll, they'll start talking and be like, hey, I heard about this thing. Halfway in the middle of them talking, a plane will come overhead, see me, and start shooting at me. I then have to take down this plane. That's a great experience. Awesome. So I'll go back to go talk to this guy. Before he can get on another sentence, a, a cougar pops up, and then a bear, <laughs> and then all of a sudden a caravan with a jeep and a VIP and this zombie dude. And I'm just like, I just want to get back on my horse and ride away, Damn. metaphorically. <laughs> but I can't. So what happens is just... Everything is happening all the time, uh, which I guess is them trying to say, hey, look at all this excitement. But I'm not getting a lot done because I keep getting bogged down by just the the random acts of the open world. Um, and it's kind of ruining the progression of the game for me because uh, because as I'm leveling up and and the story, the story is locked behind uh, your experience. So even though I haven't done many side missions, I have a bunch of experience just trying to get to the side missions so that the story has already like, I've already saved this county and I haven't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, it just feels so weird. And, uh, and so that being said, part of me is hoping that this is intentional because I've played the other Far Cry games and I think they're actually pretty tight considering they're fun. They're over the top. You're hang gliding, you're wingsuiting, you're doing all the stuff, but, uh, I want to. I want to think that this is intentional, and this is like Ubisoft's commentary on America <laughs> by just turning everything up and giving you too much of a good thing. Like it's it's like a, a, a um, gluttony. <laughs> oh, there it too is. much of a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's too gluttonous, and I'm starting to feel like it's just a commentary on how they see America. <laughs> and if it's not, that's how I'm going to take it anyway. <laughs> you know, bright side. Yeah. Um, the ally system is good. You get to pile on with some fun people and it, you can pretty much uh, get around with that. And the world sandbox is beautiful. The waterfalls, the trees, the animals, uh, you can fish in the game. It's a really serene game. So it can be really serene. I mean, when the world isn't trying to destroy you all at once. Um, but all that stuff is good. So that being said, I'm still playing it. 
Um, but I've kind of just had to turn my brain off to it and just enjoy just the, the, the easy mechanics to it, uh, which is not as rich of experience as I was hoping to get, but still I'm having a good time. Um, there's an online component. So if you did online stuff, then yes, you would be able to see each other's character. Um, but a majority of the game is single player. So, uh, it's really no point. I see my hands. I got some dope gloves, fingerless. Thank you very much. The rest of your body might but as well be naked. There's, uh, it's just for like Honestly. my own imagination. Yeah. I'm worried about that for cyberpunk. If I'm being honest, yes, because they've they, they that character seems like that would but be so amazing to look at. But then you're just gonna see your hands. Cyberpunk yeah, like pretty much has shown that that a lot of their cutscenes you get to see the character interact and do things. Whereas Far Cry, all the cutscenes are first person anyway, so you never see your uh, character. Oh, that's mm. even worse. <laughs> yeah. Because they, you can like look around. It's a little bit like a um, uh, 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 Half Life, where you kind of look around during the cutscene. I mean, I okay. guess I get what they're doing, but I'd rather have the option to go first person instead of just and you are forced to do this. You mean third person? Third person? No. Either way. <laughs> no, first yeah, person is hands on. No, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd want the option to do that if I wanted to do that. Um, yeah. Instead yeah. of being forced into this hand game. <laughs> you know, you know, moving on, moving on. Thank so you. that was Thank choice. You mean, you mean patty cakes? Oh, that's right. How many sandwiches oh, yeah. would Ooh, you give it? Oh, oh, right now I'm like at one and a half. Ooh, yeah. Wow. Right now, damn. It, it, it is slowly growing on me. The more that I'm understanding how the world works, but, uh-huh. but you, I, I prescribe it to probably be a two by the end of it. Okay. Move okay. it on up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was your game, Far Cry 5. And uh, that'll do it for our games this week. Now it brings us to our news segment. News, 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 news. You snooze. Snooze. And this week, let's start with the biggest news I think we've covered this year, possibly even ever. And that is, get ready for it, Tim the Tatman finally won a game of Fall Guys. Uh, I know, I know. It's a shock. (laughs) Uh, The popular streamer captured the online world earlier this week and gained more and more attention the more he went on without a win. Uh, ESPN even had a webpage dedicated to if he had won a game yet. ESPN. Wow. ESPN. Uh, At his peak, uh, he had almost 350,000 people watching him uh, when he finally got his win. Wow. Wow. so it took him, I think, eight days. And uh, <laughs> from what I understand, and, yeah. he, he was trying to win. He pretty much said, like, hey, this is a game for kids and, you know, whatever. He's, yep. he's one of the top streamers already on Twitch. And apparently w- what he started noticing in his game is that his own followers were actively trying to sabotage him <laughs> because they knew he was playing. So they tried to get in his game. And, you know, it's 60 people in the game. So odds are at least maybe two or three of them know which, who he is. No um, And they would just oh, be yeah. messing with him. <laughs> People yeah. messed with him b- hard, Hardcore. man. Like <laughs> uh, They did things I didn't even know you could do to mess with people. <laughs> and I've watched some hot dogs do some really messed up things. <laughs> hot dog. <laughs> yeah, I think he, uh, I think he even, like, uh, one of his clips was, uh, he was playing and he was just dressed as a normal pink jelly bean. And in his game, about a third of the players were pink jelly beans. Oh. <laughs> and Genius. it was so crazy. Good. So people oh. were watching him and just trying to wear whatever he was wearing to try to get people off of his thing, you know? <laughs> oh, to help him. Oh, that's yeah, to, cute. I, I think to help him and also just to, you know, just to be in on it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Genius. 
but it was it was pretty great. I mean, you know, good for him uh, and getting marketing for both himself and Fall Guys. Like Fall Guys awesome. official Twitter got in on it. Oh like, yeah, it was, they were commenting it was amazing. on it. Yeah, and uh, like, yeah, his his subscriptions went up like what six hundred something million or something like that just in the yeah, last. Yeah, I think like, he went from like after he won. Yeah, because he normally has like thirty five thousand subscribers a month yeah. or something like that. And after this, he went up to forty two thousand, I think. Wow. something like that. Paid. That's money. Yeah. Money. That is money. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, getting money for being terrible at a six-year-old's game. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what am do I doing with my life? <laughs> do you guys want to buy a Sesame Street game and then continually lose at it? Done. Can I flip out by not winning? Because I feel like that's the ticker there. <laughs> that was the ticker, I agree. Uh, but yeah, definitely look up some of it. It was. It, it is genuinely actually funny what happened to him. So moving on. Uh, now to uh, what is actually, I think, the biggest news this year. Uh, and we touched on this last week, but uh, Epic is, you know, suing Apple over the unfair business practices of all that jazz going on. Well, this week, uh, Apple fired back and removed Epic's access to its SDK or software development kits, as they're known. And hmm. uh, these are vital for making anything for iPhones, Macs, anything that has to do with Apple. So you may be thinking, OK, well, what's the big deal? You know, it's just Fortnite. They've already been removed. Well, Epic also creates a little something called the Unreal Engine, and uh, they will no longer be able to develop for iPhones or Macs without oh, having that SDK. This is, this is oh. so ugly. I, uh, to be honest, I don't, I don't see Epic coming out of this on, on top. I, I mean, I, Apple is Apple, yo. Like, a, Apple, Apple yeah. broke $2 trillion last week. Yep. $2 trillion, The first I, company ever. I don't think I don't think Epic is like while it's Epic and it's big and everything like that's a whole di- they're in a whole different league I feel like I, I guess the there's always been like a divide between Apple computers and PC computers and yeah. the PCs are kind of like an open box where you can buy a PC and or, or a Windows operating mm-hmm. system and do like a number of things with it you can choose your browsers and stuff like that and mm-hmm. I feel like for Mac it's always been very closed off that has from my knowledge, done a lot to protect Macs. Like you don't get as many viruses on Macs computers and a lot of that's kind of good, but I can see where they would be like, hey, if I want to do anything for these subscribers, I have to pay you money. I see that, I I can see that aspect more than I can see like, if they were doing the same thing with like Sony for PlayStations, it was like, no, we bought a console, we make games for the console. But for Apple, that's not just your phone. That's your phone and an entire line of computers. I know this is the exact opposite of what I said last week, uh, <laughs> but I did okay. take some time to think about it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's so symbolic what they're trying to do versus, I don't know, actually getting yeah, something I done. I agree. I, I totally agree with that. Quite, a, I understand why Epic chose to kind of take put, put a line in the sand and say, this isn't cool. You know, all the companies that cut from us, you know, it's, it's not all right. But it's like, Epic, you're already a giant conglomerate. You're right. owned by like, like you already have a ton of money, you you know, and, and not that you don't need it. I'm sure you pay a lot of people with that money, but it, it's one of those things. Like, did you not think that Apple was gonna try and like sh- like hit you back? Yeah, like, yeah, and that's they why look like jerks last week because they yeah. wanted their cut from their thing that they created. We all I use the word apps because of Apple. Also, yeah. in in <laughs> Apple's defense, you did sign their terms of service, and it exactly. said specifically not yeah. to do that. So, so, so yeah, I, d- I do find it interesting where this is gonna go. Uh, especially because Epic, so Epic has called for an, uh, an injunction uh, for for the thing, obviously, uh, because they said that it was it would cause irreparable harm to the business, as it would cause developers to go to another game engine to develop their games, and or they wouldn't be able to not, come back from that. Or just not sell them on Macs. 
which exactly. limits so, their audience. So it yeah. could be both ways. Um, and the, the reason why Epic is, or not the reason, but the, the legal reason why they're saying that, that they can't do that is because the Epic engine itself has not uh, violated any policies. It's only been Fortnite. Right. Which, even right, though they right, do right. own both of those, those are two separate things. So you shouldn't be able to do, you know, you shouldn't be able to remove from one thing, even though it hasn't violated right. any policies. So, so I heard Brian say that that Macs are terrible and you should buy a PC. Uh, did anyone else hear that? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, heard. I mean, I think he read that off of his iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did read that off my iPhone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do good. just, I, I just, I just, I just want to see where this goes, and then coming months, yeah. slash yeah. year, whatever. I mean, it's just one of the um, things it'll be of pick your battles. Well, I nice. think I think that's exactly and what they, they are did, doing. Yeah. I think they are picking know, this on purpose. Like, I think I think what you were saying, Joe, smarter. is is they they are a big company, and that's why they're doing this because a small company can't go up against Apple. Yep, but, exactly. but Epic Epic can, and I think it, Epic is doing this just to bring people like us and other people kind of more awareness of of Apple's practices, and maybe mm-hmm. maybe they make a little bit of a change, but uh, it, it's going to be a long, hard battle for Epic to try and. Beat Apple. Also, and I don't. Game. I don't want to be this guy. But they could also be doing it because Apple takes what thirty percent, and thirty yep. percent of Fortnite is a lot of money. It is. It so is. <laughs> on one side, they could be like, "Let's fight for the little guy, so that we everyone could get more money on these platforms." Right. But another part of them is probably like, "Hey, we could get five hundred million dollars if they reduce this by three percent. Mm. So it's worth the lawsuit to get that three percent." Right. So what you're saying is, on the mythical side, it's for us. <laughs> on the realistic side. <laughs> Money. It, the world is is all gray. It's shades <laughs> of gray. Fifty shades, some may say. What? Oh, I didn't. No, 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 no. What? What did I say? No. I don't get it. No, we're we're what? moving on. We're moving on. What? <laughs> what happened? What happened? <laughs> yeah, we're moving on. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Epic, in case you haven't heard enough about them, uh, is also getting sued from a source that's a little closer to home uh, for us, at least. Uh, Coral Castle, the tourist attraction in South Miami is suing Epic because Fortnite added a location in the game called, you guessed it, Coral Castle. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're Dude. claiming intellectual property rights, and Epic so far has declined to comment on the suit. Um, Do they is think the, they're going to win? Is the <laughs> castle in the game made of coral? Does it? Yeah, does it look like Coral Castle? It doesn't lo- really look like it, like... It's it's only it was added because of the whole Atlantis event that's going on yeah, uh, right yeah. now no, with with DC. I don't, so I don't it, mean it does is, it, it does make it does have coral in it. I, I don't mean does it look like the coral castle from, yeah, from yeah, yeah. Florida. I mean does it have coral in the castle? It, it does. Because I feel it like you're allowed to descriptively name locations. <laughs> you don't I earn agree. the word coral. <laughs> this hey. is a castle. It has Everybody's coral. Everybody's suing everybody right now. They just saw a oh, shot okay. and they're all like, right, maybe right. we'll get take a shot. Maybe right. they'll give us some money. I, I agree. Like, if Disney World was called Magic World, right? Then <laughs> they don't no, own the word magic. It's, it's not even magic. It's like if Disney World were called Brown House, and then they got mad, or, and everyone or, was or like, "That house am- is brown." And like, no, we park. own it. Yeah. If it was just called amusement <laughs> park, hey, you can't use the word amusement. <laughs> we own that. That's silly. It's silly, silly. Yeah, you can you can very clearly look at the Coral Castle inside of Fortnite and be like, "Nah, that's not it." Like, if anything, this has only helped the attraction in South Florida. If anything, they should be like, yeah, this, we're from Fortnite. Come on down, kids. We need some money. <laughs> yeah, use that. Would, you, would you like to stare at our lame lumps of coral? We made a chair <laughs> yeah. out of coral. Oh, yeah. look, here's a table out of coral. It's haunted, though. Oh. It, that's, that's the real are, draw. Are the ghosts suing 
epic. Yep, it's those ghosts again. They're back, back at ghosts. it. Oh, yeah, they're conductors. They don't know. They yep. got nothing else to do with their time. They're about to be ousted out of office. You know, That's they got to do something with their time. Yeah, they stole <laughs> our jobs. Go to Tsushima. There's a lot of ghosts there. There are. That's true. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and now on to Nintendo. Uh, did They did their Indie World Showcase, and something special came out of it. Untitled Goose Game is getting a free update that adds co-op. Oh, damn. Right? Untitled Geese Game. Yeah. That's actually where my next bit was. Thanks, Troy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you took it. You ruined it. Uh, it's low-hanging fruit. It really is just real low-hanging fruit. Yeah, Troy, 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 I got this one. I got this one. Honk. There it is. Honk. Thanks, Mandy. Honk. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Low Hanging Fruits, the podcast where I try to make really easy puns. <laughs> uh, but the update comes out on September 23rd. It's free for everybody who already has it. I wonder where this is. What's going to come out of this? Because it's just it's going to be awesome. And uh, yeah. now finally, uh, some dope. Ghost of Tsushima news has come out. Sorry, Amanda. And Joe, would you like to explain it? Okay, for real, I already love this game. I did not think it was possible to love this game more than I already love this game, even though they took my horse. Let me tell you what, Legends of Tsushima is coming out, I believe, in the fall. Uh, You can look it up on PlayStation. It's got all the things. It's bringing co-op mode. It's bringing cool ways to play together. And you know what it's bringing? It looks like yokai are coming. We're getting Japanese fairy tale legends and all their glowing, awesome brutality in another area of the game. I am beyond excited. It looks like Neo and Ghost of Tsushima had a baby, and I'm about <laughs> those crazy horned demon glowing crazy things. It looks amazing. I cannot wait to play with you guys. Yo. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I hope I get to make my own character. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Definitely. Oh yeah, it definitely looks like you do because it looks like there's a lot of customization. In yeah. It. Yeah. Man. Oh yeah, it's an easy way to make money and just yeah. to have us all like riding in together. Mm. Yeah, all of us. All, all every Come on, Mandy. Hop on. I don't play it either. It's fine. Mandy's, <laughs> Mandy's Red hey, Dead character like just shows up. I spirit during Red Dead, okay? You are, sure. I, I, I watch. <laughs> That's fine. Brian and I are going to go play our own game. We're going to go uh, organize small boxes. Or, uh, oh, dang. <laughs> it's a small organized box day? <laughs> we're going to play an RTS, and we're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> But yeah, it sounds really awesome. They haven't given a release date for it or anything, but they did announce it, and it really does. And actually it's free, awesome. right? Yeah, it's a free update. Yeah, uh, you actually you you have to have PlayStation Plus or yeah, yeah. to play because it's an yeah, online because it's component. online. You have to have that. That's the only thing that you have to pay for. Aside That's from so the game. awesome though. Yeah, so that looks really awesome. And then uh, also that's something like that looked pretty cool. Lewis, you uh, you saw something I think, right? Oh yeah. So um, on Netflix a new documentary series came out called High Score, a video game documentary series that goes through the history of video games. It's a limited series. There are six episodes. Each episode ranges between 35 to 50 minutes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I've seen the first three, and I put it on today just thinking, oh, I'll just put this on while I do some stuff. I'm not going to really care about it because I like video games, but I don't Mm want to like just have a bunch of information spoken to me. <laughs> that's what this podcast <laughs> that's is for. That's, about, that's our podcast. About like video games. I like video games, but I don't, the history, whatever, whatever. Um, and then I finished the episode and I thought, all right, now I want to watch the second one. Yeah. <laughs> now the third. It's like, oh, oh I'm, right. I'm, I'm being I enlightened. I love I'm, video games. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I sometimes forget how much video games mean to me in my life. Yeah. And then I watched it. 
something like this where it just shows you the growth from where they started and how they affect people and how they affect lives and what they've come from and then i realize again oh right i really do love this that's cool man how are the uh, the episodes structured are they like uh, is like each episode about a person or about a decade how so i thought it was going to be like going through the decades and they kind of do but in each episode they kind of bounce around okay the first episode talks about space invaders and talks about like the creation of like arcade games and oh, okay. those kind of things and then the next two episodes they talk about everything from pac-man to actually they mentioned jerry lawson yeah one of our dragon of the week yeah, yeah one of our dragons that was brian's of the week. dragon of the week that was they talk about that stuff they talk about the video game essentially crash or recession Oh yeah, um, and E.T. the worst video game of all time, some say, <laughs> and they talk about that kind of stuff. And then in the most recent episode, they talk about the the kind of bloom of um, Nintendo. Okay, which all is right, so really it seems cool. like they're going through like eras more so than anything. It's yeah, just... that's what okay, it really cool. is. And Did... they bounce around when they mention something, and they go, "Oh, and this would probably be good to know about this has to do with this." Cool. Did they highlight the fact that Nintendo's the reason why uh, girls aren't allowed to play video games? Have they gotten to that part yet? Actually, you know what's interesting? <laughs> <laughs> they talk about um, so Space Invaders and video games for a while. They were like, oh, yeah. So there aren't really girls going to these like arcades. Arcades are like men, and they're gross, and they smell. And the person that was talking was a Japanese man, and he's, and he thought to himself, he's like, you know what? I want to fix that. I want to change that. Because women can be gross and smell too. <laughs> I, I want more women to play video games. And then he thought about, he, he's like, what do what do women like? Oh, food. Women like food, right? They like all that I think stuff. everyone likes food, but okay. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And then it's the guy that made Pac-Man. And Pac-Man had like one of the biggest, probably the biggest rise in women starting to play video games, like actively and publicly. Not just privately and secretly. <laughs> <laughs> so we talk about that stuff, not for the Nintendo stuff. <laughs> it's awesome. coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's yeah. going to happen. It, it'll also, though, about 15 years later, they will be the ones that make it so that more women play games. Yeah. 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 Yep, yep. it, 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 it didn't turn out really great to begin with. But they saw the error in their ways and how much money they were losing. Yeah. I think it had nothing to do with who they were trying to help. It was the fact that women were in families. We should make them want to play, too. <laughs> uh, so what was this uh, What was this series called again, Lewis? It's called High Score. Cool. Cool. Yeah, nice. A Netflix series. Six episodes, guys. Really, nice. really good. I can't, I'm probably going to finish it tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, I'll jump in tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. All right, cool. Uh, and then now that brings us to uh, my favorite part of the week. Uh, which is turn up for what? Turn it for what? <laughs> and this week, it's going to be a newcomer, which is Melvis from Maceland. Hi, I'm Melvis. I live in Animal Crossing. And, and welcome to my anti-shoes, anti-space people podcast titled In Space, No One Can Hear You Shoe. Uh, 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 Melvis, isn't this about turnips? Wait, wait, what? You know, you know, turnips. Oh, no. Oh, no. You mean, oh, I, I eat those. Wait, are you, are you, are you, do you mean like you can sell them? Yeah. Oh, for a lot of money. 
Oh, beans. Oh, no, I got no idea about that. No, I, I haven't even left my house in like three weeks. I um I, I could I, I could ask the angry horse guy, but I'm, I'm kind of afraid he's gonna punch me because that's just that's just who he is. I got some leftover birthday cake. If you want, you want some birthday cake? C- uh, cake up for what? <laughs> well, I'm gonna go. Well, um, I'll, I guess I'll see you later, uh, human other human guy. Uh, tell all the other humans I'm lonely. Bye. Thank you, Melvis from Maceland. Has anybody seen my shoes? Turn up for what? <laughs> Melvis is a sweet boy. He Everyone is. should write Melvis a letter. I feel really bad. <laughs> he hasn't left his house in three weeks. He's, just scared. He's scared the horse is going to punch him. Did you ever find his shoes? No. No, he no. doesn't. He doesn't find right. his shoes. That'll do it for our news segment. Now it brings us to our uh, Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic. Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic. You would think we week. rehearse that every, like, in between. <laughs> no, never, never. We don't. Never. It's just real. I'm sad hey. that no one on the internet can see how over it Lewis looks whenever we do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know when it happens, so I can't do it. So I'm just like I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do my listening stuff. And, and to be honest, I can't see it because in that part I'm so in it, my eyes are closed. Oh, I'm just there. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, I do the I same thing. That. I'm just glad I do mine first. Yeah. Like I imagine you standing like fists at your hips <laughs> on, on a cliff in the yeah. rain. Yeah, wind or blowing. Like morphing. I grow hair so that it can blow. <laughs> Uh, and this week is going to be brought to us by Manda. Yes, uh, we, uh, we've we talked about this topic uh, on and off for the last two weeks with all of the allegations that are coming out against both uh, uh, video game uh, CEOs and uh, video game staff in general. But we thought we'd dive a little bit deeper into it. So the question we wanted to ask the podcast is sometimes you have a favorite game. And then uh, a few months or years after you play that game, it comes out that one of the creators of that game is not uh, acting quite the way you'd like them to. So uh, <laughs> a recent example is the developer for uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. The creative director was just fired from Ubisoft. I can say personally for me, that was a bummer because I'm really looking forward to playing that game. And now I feel super conflicted is I both want to play it, but also don't want to play it, but also maybe I'll just play it as a lady and then try not to feel bad about it. <laughs> but how about you guys? Do you have an example of a game that you love that now is t- kind of tainted or how, how do you handle that kind of situation? Uh, I'm, I'm super conflicted as well. And I, I just don't know. Like, I, I think for me, Red Dead was that uh, example. Um, they didn't get bogged down with allegations in that regard, but they uh, a big expose came out. Uh, about how they really overworked their employees for Red Dead and how it was just really bad uh, uh, pay for what they were doing, it, bad hours, and you know, no consideration for their families or them as like human beings, and how they kind of created a culture where, where the the, hard, the more you push yourself, the more you're you're regarded as a good employee. So they made the studio into the old west. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Sounds accurate. Except unlike Red Dead, this is real life. Yeah. And so it, it, it was a bummer because when I would play that game, because I, I, I think that article came out like a week before the game came out. So I already had it pre-ordered. It was already done. So by the time I was playing that game, 
as much as I was enjoying like, oh, wow, the way they, they animated, you know, the way that he picks up that cup and it's so meticulous or the way the dominoes are very or they're all different and whatnot. Every time that I would be impressed by what the game did, I also felt bad knowing that someone probably had a horrible experience to make it look that good. Yeah. Um, so so I, I feel bad and good at the same time. I'm in awe that they created it and I'm like, wow, they're really talented and at the same time feel horrible that they had to do it under such horrible circumstances. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, for me, it's, uh, it's Minecraft with Notch. Uh, Minecraft was created by one single person, which was Notch. And he ended up going full QAnon conspiracy, you know, uh, Holocaust didn't happen, all oh, this yikes. other jazz. Whoa. And and it was conflicting for me because I think by the time that this really happened, I think he had already sold the com- or sold the game to Microsoft. So I don't think he's getting any residuals from it, which kind of makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like, yikes. Like, I really like this game. You know, he actually has – this game has actually helped so many people all throughout the world you know yeah. millions upon millions hundreds of it's millions of people breeding you know, a whole their time. generation of engineers <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and it's completely changed like how many games now are look like minecraft or have been inspired right. by minecraft mm-hmm. and so it's one of those i feel conflicted about because you know on one hand it's all, done all this good and on the other hand it's made this person unbelievably wealthy that he's you know completely you know off the deep end and whatnot but yeah. it, for me, it does help because now it is part of a larger team. Um, I, f- I would feel differently if it was like the creator of Stardew Valley. We found out, you know, eats babies or something like that. Like, you know, it's <laughs> still one it. person I knew it. who created I had my game. theories. You all called me crazy, but that's I knew why, it. That's yeah. why you can't let anyone else work on the game. Mm-hmm, it's because mm-hmm. everyone's cut off with the baby. No, he's just eating them all. <laughs> yeah. Just to be clear, the creator of Sardew Valley does not eat babies. I that we know of. Babies, so. I'm in the same boat. I, uh, I kind of, it depends on the, it depends on the development team actually for me. If it's a yeah. one person show and that one person does something so horrible, it really taints how I think about whatever that is then. But if it's one person on a team, for some reason, my mind is like, no, there was like a hundred other people who worked on that that deserve me to be happy about the artwork that they created. That one person doesn't, that one person shouldn't taint it so much for me, but it, it really depends on the game, I guess. Like if like if there was one guy working on it, like with Minecraft, I can't even imagine playing that. Like, mm-hmm. it, like that's just like, if you go that far off the deep end, like, I don't think I want to support that. Mm-hmm. It's not my jam. But if there were like a million people working on this project, eh, every once yeah, in a while, somebody in your team's a crappy person. I always feel bad about it because it's on one side it's like hey the game is really good and I want to support good content but on the other side it's like well yeah but the working conditions to make the game weren't great but then you're like oh but all these people worked on this game and they they deserve for their their efforts to be recognized Mm -hmm. and then on the other hand you're just like yeah but some of these not great people are going to earn lots of money and then it's just like well you know it's only some of the people but then you're like yeah but then the other people supported an environment that let those few people thrive so I'm just in this mental block of like should I enjoy it? Should I not enjoy it? What can I do? Um, I, I this is my long way of saying that video game uh, developers should have a union. Uh, I just want to. <laughs> well, yeah. I was going to preface it with all this information. Yeah, yeah. Like careful hours. Push my uh, political agenda. <laughs> yeah, uh, a, a better a better way to deal with HR. Definitely. I've never. I don't know. I've never experienced this. Uh, I don't know. Conflict. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> well, you're experiencing it now, man. Uh, 
Am I? Yeah, Red Dead <laughs> or or Assassin's Creed. It's or too late for Red Watch Dead. Dogs. I've been playing that game forever. <laughs> but now that you have this knowledge, how does it make you feel playing it? I'm already too deep, man. <laughs> so it, it doesn't affect you. It's, no, it does, no, now and that, and that's fine. You know, now if let's this is an example. This is not a real thing. Okay. If, um, the creator of Last of Us. Yeah. Were all of a sudden to come out that he you know, eats babies. No, that he abused women. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know, okay. and then if that something like that were to come out, even though I already beat both games and loved them and talked about them, top five games of all time. Yeah, that would affect me. Right. That mm-hmm. would definitely affect me, especially considering the second one. And that, that's just, where we're kind of at with the with Valhalla is is we're we're finding and not just Ubisoft in general is we're we're hearing more and more of ways that that people have taken advantage of their power over women in their workplace. And so, yeah. and so if, if it was just one person, then yeah, it'd be good to look at, you know, uh, all the other people, but it seems to be a whole host of people, mm, which, which right. more breeds to, or more, more leads to a, a toxic work environment Definitely, that yeah. these games that I would enjoy are made under. I that, get that. Yeah. That, yeah. It makes it toxic. Even playing yeah. the game makes it toxic. I guess it would. Yeah. I, um, I agree with you. It's, it's not good. Definitely not. Um, again, I go back to like the whole last of a uh, idea because he wrote the game and mm-hmm. he wrote the story. Mm-hmm. So if someone who wrote the story about a thing and then they kind of do that thing that happens in the game in a way, that would not be cool. Do you think you'd be able to play their next game? No, <laughs> okay, De- definitely not. Especially if they're the writer. If it's, I'm not saying it's better. But if yeah. they were like just a programmer or one of the many developers um, within the team, it wouldn't be better, but it would be different. Okay. It's not normally like a team member. It's never like, oh, yeah, the guy who did the QA, it was him. It's always <laughs> like the CEO or the CFO or the, director, the creative writer. director or the, the yeah. owner of all the money. <laughs> or even <laughs> I, I do think that there has happened. I do think that the programmers or whatnot, but because they're so low in the totem pole, they just get rid of them as they're supposed to. Right. But yeah. if they're higher up, they try to hide it. They try to mm-hmm. do all these other things, which just compounds the issue and right. just makes it worse. Um, so well, I, although I heard that, that I, I don't know the details about this and I should do research before I talk about things, but, but I know Riot Games in general, the articles that came out were, were like the, the, there were multiple individuals across the company. just the general environment was toxic. So I mm-hmm. guess, I guess I feel you, you, you either have like one or the other. It's like a few bad eggs at the top or like you've created an environment where people are just allowed to be kind of scummy and you don't correct them. So it just c- continues to d- degenerate until. Correct. Yeah. Right. So it's a it's an interesting topic. Uh, yeah, I do think it depends yeah. on, you know, case by case basis for myself at least. Yeah. And and for me I, I don't have an answer. This is a topic that I don't yes. have an answer for. Yeah. I think I'm Correct. just continuously conflicted in when mm-hmm. I play this. Same thing yeah. when I hear music by artists who who have done bad things but or I've seen, enjoyed their music in the past. Or seen now movies. when I hear or movies, when I see those movies or hear those movies, I still enjoy the movie but it, it comes also with the bad feelings that went into yeah. making those things. A- actors? Yes, it, yeah, all of that. It it for me I just end up having a worse experience than I than I would have because of right. their actions. Mm-hmm. So the real question is, are you going to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Yes. <laughs> But now it won't be as good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, good topic there, Amanda. Uh, just it just doesn't have an answer, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. But now that brings us to our Dragon of the Week. Do, do, 
It's the dragon of the week. Oh, it's so sleek. It's the dragon of the week. Yeah, I'm talking about this week. Dragon of the week. Dragon of the week. And uh, dragon of the week is our chance to show a little love, shine a little spotlight on some on some companies, some individuals, uh, maybe some groups of peoples uh, that are, you know, that have that have helped in the gaming industry. Uh, or even just affected us personally. I mean, you know, this is a podcast and there's five of us on it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this week, uh, Troy is going to bring it to us. My dragon of this week is none other than the stalwart staple of online streaming and professional Counter-Strike player, Shroud. Ooh. Now, Lewis, I am not very fluent when it comes to esports. You may not know this about me. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so honestly, the first time that the name Shroud kind of floated through my ears was probably last year or so when Apex came out and we were like, Apex. <laughs> uh, one of the reasons it was so popular is because there was this streamer online who had gotten a copy of the game maybe a couple weeks or a month ahead of time. So by the time the game shadow dropped, uh, he was already a master at it. And yeah. people that friends of mine would just be like, have you heard about Shroud on Twitch? Have you heard about Shroud on Apex, Shroud on Apex? I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, this person's on it. And he's just murking fools. And it's like day one that the game comes out for the rest mm-hmm. of us. And then I was like, well, I got to check this out. And he's amazing. He's like, uh, he's just super skilled. And I-, I hadn't heard of him beforehand. And like I said, this is only last year. But, uh, but Shroud's been in the game for much longer than that. Uh, not too much longer because he's not that old. <laughs> um, but but it did strike some interest in me um, because the more I heard of him and watched some of his highlights, the more I realized that he's got something very fascinating and genuine about him. And I realized that I wanted to know more. So I'm going to let you all know more. <laughs> Let's start at the beginning. Shroud was born in Mississauga, Canada. His real name is Michael Koshesik. And uh, he was born, um, and everyone, take, take a nice deep breath. <gasps> In 1994. Yes. Okay. I was expecting worse. I was expecting worse. That's fine. Good. I want your expectations to go higher, so it's less of a hit. I was expecting more zeros. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was. In 2004. No, no. He's he's 26-year-old. He's 26. Um, uh, Before he was a streamer, he was just a kid whose dad worked on computers. And one day while he was super young, his dad was like, yo, Mikey, check this out. I don't know if that's how his dad actually sounds, but it sounds like was, it, was, was he giving his kid kicks? Like, Is that yeah, what's going yeah. on? Yo, Mikey, get some kicks. Or he's like Raphael oh, yeah. in like the nineties. Hey, hey, yo, Mikey, hey, check Mikey. this out. Uh. Um, he sat the kid down and introduced him to computer gaming. I mean, his dad's into computers and he was into gaming. He was like, "Well, my kid's old enough. Let's, let's get to it." And this had a huge impact on him, obviously. Um, so his dad was into Counter-Strike as well at the time, so it was no surprise that Shroud took very naturally to it. Uh, when he turned 17 years old, um, he noticed how he was uh, allotting a, a lot of time playing online shooters, but he was also watching other players stream it. Um, this, pr- this was probably before Twitch, I think. This might have been back in the uh, Justin TV t- days. Yeah, Did you get, y'all remember that? Do you remember that? I do. That was, I do. Whew, those are those <laughs> some times. Back then, streaming was just like watching chickens in somebody's yard, like, walk around. And it was riveting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, so he jumped on streaming back in 2011. And uh, according to him, he was just uh, just like us. He's like, no one watched. I spent a full year streaming, and I was probably my only viewer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But one thing that he did have was great skill. He was a good Counter-Strike Go player. 
And with that, people started watching him. Not many, just, you know, a couple here or there or whatnot. But word started getting out as to how good of a player he actually was to the point that a recruiter for a professional Counter-Strike got caught wind of his stream and was like, yeah, that guy can aim good. <laughs> <laughs> and through some work around, works and things like that, he ended up getting uh, drafted eventually to be join, to join Team Cloud9 in 2015. So that's a good, like, three to four years after he started streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, he's only, like, 17 at this point, I think. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, at this point, he's, like, 20, 21. Um, So with Cloud9, he played an integral part in gaining uh, that team world recognition on the Counter-Strike GO uh, competitive stage and also uh, making North America like a viable contender in the world. Before, (laughs) that just wasn't a thing. But they helped be like, hey, look, we can do things too. Oh, so it was like soccer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We can hit the ball, I swear. Um, But he didn't stop streaming. And that was kind of a thing that was kind of controversial about him. Uh, He did put a lot of time into it and whatnot. But towards the end of his Counter-Strike career, he started streaming at night and he got a lot of flack for that because people were like hey man if you have extra time you should be practicing counter-strike and he's like yeah but i'm also not a brian i mean a robot i'm sorry i'm sorry did i come out loud, I said it out loud? i'm sorry i didn't mean i wasn't trying it's to fine it wasn't i wasn't even so yeah so homeboy was like i play and i practice but i all, i love streaming i'm not going to give that up and um he received a lot of flack from diehard csgo fans um, after after working with Cloud9, after a lot of clutch victories and a few very brutal losses, um, Shroud retired from Counter-Strike GO in 2017 and decided to fully commit himself to streaming. And that's where stuff got real because... Uh, he because at, because he made a name made a name for himself in esports. He was able to bring all of those esports fans back to his stream to kind of f- put a nice influx into his uh, viewer base, nice. which was wonderful. It also didn't hurt that in 2017, a little known game called uh, Player Unknown's Battleground came out, PUBG, yep. and Shroud was literally the best at this game in the mm-hmm. world. Like he Damn. and and PUBG were like synonymous when it comes to Twitch. I mean, PUBG is the game that successfully launched the Battle Royale genre that kind of brought it to the popular masses. So the timing of Shroud and PUBG was perfect to the point that he became a Twitch superstar that year. We're talking ninja numbers. Wow. (laughs) 40,000, 50,000. It just kept on rising. What I like about Shroud is his style. Um, He is chill. He is skilled. He doesn't do gimmicks. And not that I have anything against people who do gimmicks out there. You've got Ninja who will have the dance parties. You have like the Tat Man who's out there um, trying to make a gimmick out of out of his uh, stream. I can't yeah. say it right. Thanks, <laughs> Mandy. <laughs> um, he just he just games. He just has skill. <laughs> And I don't mean that in like a derogatory form, but he -hmm. he just lets his playing speak for itself. Okay. And then he engages in just genuine conversation with his chat base. And I think that's actually really interesting because it's a brand that that you that is unique to him when it comes to the very high profile streamers out there. Mm-hmm. Um, he also uses his stream to reach out to lesser streamers. He's kind of known for finding uh, some streamers who are struggling or not doing so well and getting to like watching their streams, streams, getting to know them a little bit and then hosting them on his stream. Whoa. Even to the point that he found uh, the streamer who was making music. She's a music streamer. And uh, through watching her a couple times, she just had, you know, maybe a hundred viewers at most. Um, she, he noticed that, oh, her, her child is five years old, is battling type 1 diabetes, and they Aww. just got the diagnosis, and they're kind of figuring this out. Wow. He threw he hosted her, essentially putting her on his channel live, and and pretty much she just saw her subscriptions just 
skyrocket up and she's just like like in tears like i can't i i don't know what to do Aww. it's it's like a wall of subscriptions and I, oh, this is the first time you are seeing me and I'm crying. <laughs> and, he, and the entire time he's just like, don't worry about it. Just go. You know, he's not he's not someone who's like, ah, yeah, that's right. Look what I did. He's just like, it's OK. Just just go for it. You're great. Make it happen. He does that with a few people. That's it's quite awesome. a few people. And he's only 26. Damn. Yeah. He's, he's using his, his power for good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he moved to Mixer because uh, off of Twitch and moved to Mixer because he saw Microsoft was trying to something new. And he really did. I watched a, a whole stream of his where he actually talks about why he moved to, to, to Mixer. And it has a lot to do with what we talked about, like having diversity in the environment. Twitch really is kind of the main hitter when it comes to streaming uh, video games. And at that time, there wasn't a lot of competition. So to have Mixer, who's backed by Microsoft, he knew that he could jump into Mixer. And even if they did, didn't do well, at least they're backed by someone so that like their employees are fine. Right. Like They'll be okay. Right. Right. So he, he found it to be a very measured way to try and expand the industry because he realizes, hey, if it's only Twitch and the industry is just going to be under one, under Amazon, then that's not good for the for the longevity of of a career yeah. it's not how yeah. you build an industry it's got to be diverse it's got to be competitive mm-hmm. so it didn't work <laughs> as we know he ended up getting his uh contract fulfilled at least by by facebook who bought out uh mixer and whatnot but he decided not to go back to facebook or youtube but to come back to twitch as we reported and um came back to a lot of welcomed arms <laughs> Nice. There was definitely a lot of backlash for people who were upset with him leaving to begin with. But ob- honestly, the people who watch him understand where he's coming from, understand that he's here to play games. <laughs> and so that's what they're going to watch him for. Yeah. Uh, he streams every day of the week. <laughs> I every mean, day? At least at his height. Maybe, I don't know about like, like since he came back to Twitch, but when he was in his prime, it's his, it's his job. Every when. Day. Yeah, when but like, was... I, I don't work weekends. <laughs> but I got weekends, though. It's, he, he adopted that when he saw a, a streamer when he started watching, who's, who was like one of the first streamers to start doing it every single day. Like, they quit their job and decided to do it full, full wow. on. He kind of took that model to, to show, like, hey, I'm taking this seriously. I want people to know that I'm here to do a show and I'm here for you all yeah. and to be available. So it, it's, it's actually pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Um, yeah, when, when he came back to Twitch, he had a big old goatee. He had his corn goatee on, <laughs> and uh, it was very funny because he he's, he is a young dude, but he looked he looked like a, like he had just had like his third kid <laughs> in like a, like a great way, like you know, a very proud way. Yeah, they were calling him uh, Daddy Shroud. Yeah, Daddy <laughs> Shroud. <laughs> oh man, and yeah, I just I just love that his his model is just so straight. It's yeah. it's hey, come to my channel to see me do very well at this game. Or ask me to play a game that you think I'll fail at. <laughs> or, or ask me to play a game that you think I may be good at or not good at. And therefore, either way, if I win or lose, it's good content for you to watch. Has he played yeah. Dream Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, he's playing that in real life right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's no losers in Dream Daddy. That's Everybody true. wins. So in the end, I find Shroud uh, extremely an extremely positive influence on gaming, streaming, and entertainment. And uh, he's only 26. I can't wait to see what he does in the industry going forward. So I've never seen his stream. I only watch our stream and our <laughs> one, and our friends stream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna check it out because it sounds really chill. Yeah, it isn't like, like you said, not gimmicky, which I don't really yeah. care for gimmicky things. Right. Um, like our friend doesn't really do gimmicky things um mm-hmm. yeah so, like like not putting lobster hands on and, and yeah whatnot or like and, wearing like or, a full oh, that like, sounds fun like, it, it does sound fun no no I, there is definitely a place for that i'm just saying for that sure. is that it's good to have variety 
Yes. You have some people who will Troy coming do out that. against lobster hands. <laughs> More on lobster I'm anti-lobster hands, hands over here. I'll say it once. I'll say it again. Down with lobster hands. His stream isn't necessarily like the most entertaining, so to speak, as far as like comedy or whatever. Yeah. But you'll be impressed by just his skill level and his engagement with, with being able to have real conversations. I was about to say, with if he can chat. talk with the with the people, yeah. then that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is absolutely. So uh, so nicely done there, Troy. And that was uh, what was his name again? That is Shroud, Michael Gusheshik. All right. Uh, I think we, we all learned a little bit of something. It's the, I think it's our first streamer that we've done for, for yeah. Dragon Ball. Wow. So, there we go. Uh, so, yeah, that, that that will do it for this week's episode, though. Ba-bum, ba-bum. Wow. But you can always find us online. Check us out on Instagram to keep up with all of our weekly happenings. Every time we stream on Twitch, every time that we go live on the podcast, Sometimes when we do some other random things, Instagram is the place to go. Check out our Twitter. Uh, Many does a great job curating and highlighting really interesting and fascinating indie games. And we pretty much dedicate our Twitter just to highlighting uh, those independent games. So check that out for that content as well. And yeah, we'll be on Twitch every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday evening doing different programs. So go ahead and check it out right now. We have archivals of a bunch of fun content on there as we speak. And, uh, and yeah, go ahead and help us uh, take the next step forward here That's right. In the, That's right. in the video game world. But, yeah, as always, though, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. I'm Lewis. And I'm Joe. And we are the, the Taste, Taste of, of Dragons. Take care, everyone. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Down with lobster hands. Static, come on. Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast, a podcast for everyone's taste.